Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and this is a little bit of a different intro than you're used to. If you are wanting to make progress towards something, something that you want to do, be or have, the reason that it can feel so hard to make progress has nothing to do with your ability. You are not doing it wrong. You don't even need to know the how and what each step will be or have the perfect strategy or the perfect plan. It's got nothing to do with any of those things and everything to do with the inner work and the energy that is driving your actions and inaction. So this is an invitation before we get into the episode that you check out my my new group program that is starting on the 26th of January, which is Do The Thing. You have got up until the 24th of January to sign up. The link is in the show notes. And if you can't access that, it's www.tlb.org.uk forward slash do the thing. I've spent the last 15 years learning about leadership, self-leadership, and how to genuinely make progress towards the things that you want in your life or you want to do, be, or have, and it is all captured in Do The Thing. And I know that I am not the only beneficiary of this information. All of my one-to-one clients have received it and it can be genuinely life-changing. So head on over to tlb.org.uk forward slash do the thing I hope to see you in there. Hello and welcome to episode 62, Why It's Hard to Make Progress. Before I get into the episode, let's just firstly address that I do sound very bunged up and I apologise in advance, but I still want to bring you a podcast today. So I am sat here with my cup of Lensip, with my microphone and with my first negative COVID test in what feels like forever. I have done the isolation, I have done the symptoms, I now cannot smell or taste a fucking thing, which is the biggest bummer of all of this, to be completely honest, because your girl likes her food. That's what I've got to say about that. And I love my coffee in the morning and I cannot smell or taste them. However, that said, I think you've got to acknowledge, haven't you, that when that's your worst problem, um, you're actually very well off. So I do totally acknowledge that. And I'm also just really happy that I've got a negative test, an actual negative test. So tomorrow, I think my first trip out will be to post the packages to those people who signed up to do the thing. Um, You've got some goodies on the way to you. But without further ado, anyway, before I get carried away with just making this whole episode about what I'm going to do now that I can leave the house, (laughs) the opportunities are endless. Um before I go down that rabbit hole, because you're not here for that. You're not here for what adventures I might go on now that I haven't got COVID anymore. What you're here for is the content of this bloody episode. So I am immersed at the moment in the do the thing content. And my God, if I do say so myself, it's bloody good. Honestly, if it is something you feel called to do, if it's a way that you feel called to work with me, If you have the resources available to you to join, join. It's bloody awesome. Um, But from putting those resources and putting that content together, what I have been doing is really reflecting on what free stuff I can bring. And the most valuable free stuff that I feel like I can bring to you today is to explore what stops us, what prevents us from making the progress that we want to make. And as I've been putting this together, 
there's three main things that I see in myself and with the clients that I work with and have worked with over the years. So let's dive straight in there. Three things that I see time and time and time again, regardless of where you're at in life and business, these challenges will keep presenting themselves. And these three things are ones that I think you'll be able to identify with. The first one is pre-rejection. The second one is quitting when you're not seeing results. And the third one is stopping because you're not getting the applause, you're not getting the encouragement that you wanted or feel like you should get. So that's what I'm going to be covering in today's episode. If you are listening to those three thinking, oh, I'm not really sure they apply to me, honestly, listen on because I genuinely think that even if one applies to you more than the other two, there's going to be value in hearing these three and self-identification with them so that you can go, okay, I see that I can do that from time to time. What the fuck do I do about it? So let's get in. The first way that I see people getting in massively in their own way when it comes to going after things that are meaningful to you is self-pre-rejection. What is that? Um, so far, I've had 12 people sign up to do the thing. There is meaning in me telling you this, by the way. Um, And that's half the amount that I've said I will accept in this first intake. So we're already half full. Out of those 12 people, a large percentage of them messaged me either before, during or after purchasing their place to say something along the lines of, I really want to join, but I don't know if it's going to be for me because... Are my, are my goals going to be big enough? Am I going to be out of place because the people in there are going to be amazing and I'm not? I don't know if I'll be good enough to fit in. I I sort of know my thing that I want to go after and that's meaningful to me, but I don't know if it's a good enough thing. All of this bullshit self-rejection, it's the first thing that I see that gets in the way of people even taking that first step. So let me give you a real life example. Um, a beautiful member of Do The Thing, which is starting 26th of January, sent me a message after she joined saying, "This I have permission, by the way, to share this. She says, this will make you laugh. So I knew I was going to join Do The Thing. I know I need it. I planned, I budgeted it. And I was totally invested mentally, ready and waiting for today. So this particular day was the day the doors opened so you could get in. She says, then earlier today, I saw your Instagram post and I saw people commenting that they had already joined and I looked at a lot of their comments and I genuinely thought, oh, they will be loads better than me, have better plans, better dreams, better things to do, so I'll just not bother joining as I'll look stupid. And then she says, and then I heard your voice in my head saying, for fuck's sake, what the fuck? And I had a little laugh to myself and I give my head a wobble and I joined. Now, that's one example. Let's take do the thing completely out of it. Pretend that doesn't exist. How many times have you done this to yourself? How many times have you self-rejected? I won't go to that yoga class because I won't be stretchy enough. I won't be bendy enough. So I won't even start. I won't speak up in that meeting because the things I have to say won't be as important or informed or knowledgeable or stand out as much as what they have to say. How many examples can you think of where you have pre-rejected yourself because you think that someone else is going to think something about you, which isn't true, you don't know that, and it doesn't even fucking matter. <laughs> like, how many times in your life have you done this? 
pause the episode if you need to and look back and really reflect on how many times have you pre-rejected yourself even if it's not even in a group scenario how many times have you pre-rejected yourself even if it's just a solo task like um I don't know I want to start a podcast I want to start a podcast but this and this and this and this. I won't have interesting enough things to say. I don't know technology. I don't know how to do this. I won't be able to do that. How many times have you stopped yourself from even taking that first step just because you have pre-rejected? Why do we pre-reject ourselves? Why do we do it? Are you thinking? I hope that you are. (laughs) My opinion on why we pre-reject ourselves is so that we don't have to fail, so that the inevitable, um, not the inevitable, so that the fears that we think are inevitable won't actualize. So therefore what we're doing is stripping away the opportunity to put ourselves in a vulnerable position where we might get judged or we might get it wrong. And we're taking the opportunity away from ourselves to feel like a tit, but also to grow and learn, because the fact is, you might get it wrong, and you might be judged, you probably won't, you probably won't get it wrong, and you probably won't be judged, but you might, and by removing that, you are A, stopping yourself from giving yourself the opportunity of making progress, but you're also stopping yourself from the growth that comes with getting it wrong and being judged. I can honestly tell you, hand on heart, there will be some of my friends and family who might have listened to the podcast, who might look at my Instagram stories or my website and think, oh Nick, that's proper cringe, well wanky. That's okay. They're not, it's like, I'm probably not their ideal client in what they do in their job you know, they're not mine either, and that's okay, it's okay to be rejected in certain ways, and having that self-sufficiency inside of yourself that is a muscle to be built, that says, if I fail, if I fuck this up, I'll be okay, I'll learn, if they reject me, if I'm not, if they don't deem me worthy in ways x, y, and z, that's okay, I'm all right, because I am self-sufficient in my own worth, it's building that muscle and that muscle can only be built once you stop fucking pre-rejecting yourself. So that's the first thing that I see and it, it is a muscle and it takes to be built. So my biggest piece of advice to you and my simplest piece of advice to you, if you are someone who's listening to this going, oh my God, yeah, like I didn't even know that was the thing and now she said it, I can completely see in myself that I do it. My biggest piece of advice to you is start small and start with low risk stuff. So I don't know what those examples are going to be for you, but let's say, for example, it's um, speaking up in an important work meeting. Start small and start risk Um, start the risks small as well. So maybe you're not going to speak up on a topic that is particularly, um, you know, there's a lot of different opinions and people disagree with quite passionately. Maybe you're just going to speak up in a way that affirms your agreement with something and go from there. Start small and build up. And what you're doing, by the way, this is so much bigger than, oh, just start small. You're giving yourself evidence that when you do do the things that scare you and instead of pre-rejecting, you actually do take that first step. You're giving yourself the evidence that you're safe regardless of how it goes, even if you go to speak and nothing comes out and you make a real tit of yourself, you'll see that you'll be fine. You really will. You'll be fine. And people are kinder than you even give them credit for, you know? 
So that's the first thing. Can you hear, like, I'm getting out of breath still? <laughs> I'm only recording a bloody podcast. I still feel a little bit woozy. Maybe I won't venture out today, even with my negative test and my 10 days done. Second thing. Second thing that I see in terms of why it's hard to make progress is people quitting when they don't see the results quick enough. I know I have spoken about this in episodes before, and if I can find them, I will link them in the show notes and I'll direct you to the next episode after here. But my God, this is humongous. It's possibly also my favourite to address because it was the biggest reason that I personally used to not make progress. Um, So let me explain. What used to happen with me is the two key traits of an Enneagram type three, which is what I am, um, and also a Virgo son. (laughs) Fucking hilarious mix. The first thing is... I'd expect to be good at something, whatever it was, I'd expect to be good at it straight away. And then when I wasn't, I would sulk and I would think that there was something wrong with me. That's the first thing that I would do. And the second thing that I would do is I would pour my energy into that place of sulking and thinking there was something wrong with me. And that is where I would get stuck. That is it. That's like, honestly, the stickiest place I ever found myself because you wallow in that place. And in comparison, now what I do is I notice about myself is I keep plugging away regardless of the results that I can see with my five senses that are around me, regardless of the results and the circumstances. And this, honestly, I believe has been key to my success. I honestly can pinpoint times in my first couple of years in business where if I had have just focused on the results that I could see in front of me, and stopped because the results weren't great, I wouldn't be speaking to you now. There wouldn't be a podcast. There wouldn't be a business. Let me explain. Let me explain by using my business as the example. But always, this this applies. It's universal. It applies to so many things. And I have so many other examples than just my business. Just let me use this because, because it's the first one that springs to mind. At the beginning of my business, and it was when... I was also inexperienced in this way as a human as well. Um, because I'll be honest, when I quit my job, I was at the top of my game. I was bloody good. I am really good at developing people. And so you sort of, well, I went into business with the expectation that I was going to be good. I was going to blow everyone's socks off and it was going to be so successful and profitable and all of the things. But what what I failed to see is actually starting a business requires you to build so many different skills it's unreal like literally from building a website understanding bloody taxes and um marketing as well as being good at what you do it's not that simple right um so at this point like listen to my example with the business but apply it to something in your life you know that that's that's what we do in the podcast right so at the beginning i did the activities that would help me make progress towards my commercial goals when I felt good, when things were going well, when people give me compliments or affirm to me that I was doing a good job, basically when I felt like it and I stopped doing these things, I stopped showing up when nobody was clicking like, when I had a coaching consultation and the client said no, when I got an unsubscribe or an unfollow, then I stopped. It was really that simple. And what do you think that this kind of stop-start activity created? Stop-start results. 
I was relying on things outside of myself to determine the thoughts that I would think and therefore the way that I felt and therefore the things, the places I would pour my energy and attention into and therefore the actions that I would or would not take. And as a result, what I would experience in my results were a direct reflection of that stop-start mentality, but so much more than that, so much deeper than that, was how I felt in my business. And it was it was this roller coaster of good then shit, killing it or face planting, on fire or like a lettuce leaf. And that is not a vibe. <laughs> it's not a good energetic space to be coming from. And this is why self-coaching is so important. The challenges in life and business don't stop. And there are always going to be, you're always going to have problems. You're always going to have challenges. And there are always going to be times when you're met with new challenges that you can clearly see you aren't dealing with in an empowering way. And so learning how to self-coach yourself out of that is the key. And that's exactly what I had to do. People often mistake this, by the way, for blind faith. Like it's some sort of wistful, like, I'll just believe hard enough and the results will come. And I know this because people ask me directly questions like, how can I make myself believe believe in myself enough? How can I make myself believe in myself hard enough? And this is the wrong question because this isn't the case. It's not about blind faith or belief. It's about training yourself firstly to show up, in my case, in business without the expectation of results. Knowing that the results are, yes, inevitably or ultimately inevitable, but with the expectation of something different to begin with. So in my experience, for example, with the expectation of first adding value and being generous, coming from that place first, regardless of how many people see your post, regardless of if someone contacts you and says they want to work with you or not, regardless of whether how many people click like or how many of your friends and family go, yeah, that was really good. It's directing your efforts from a place of generous service as opposed to making your efforts conditional on whether you got an instant result or not. This is something that we can all train ourselves to do with literally anything. And I want you to cast your mind to an example in your own mind like now. Like what seems to come up when I ask for examples is weight loss or health uh, health and well-being things. It's like, okay, so go there. How many times have you or have you heard someone else say, oh, like something to the tune of, well, nothing's changed. I've been trying for four weeks now and nothing's really changed. And then their shitty eating habits kick back in and back they go. How many times have you seen someone go, oh, well, you know, I haven't drank alcohol for X amount of time and I don't really feel that much different. So back they go. And it is exactly like this. We're not trusting in the process, but instead we're hinging everything on the result. And we haven't even been clear with ourselves as to what we expect and when. It's so big because what we're essentially saying to ourselves is, if I don't get a result as soon as I expect to, I'm giving up. When you hear that statement, does it does that make you feel anything on the scale of empowered? Or does it make you feel something on the scale of desperation? Because for me, it feels very desperate. When, I, when the key reason behind me doing or not doing something is because I am basically saying, I'll do it as long as I get a result. That is desperation. 
and you have to train your brain just like you train a muscle in the gym you have to basically unlearn old ways of being so that you can become accustomed to a new way of thinking that doesn't require external results to base your efforts on that is the key because if you come from that place if you come from the place of i know that if i am consistent in the direction that i am headed the end of this journey is inevitable I know that I will grow and I will learn as I make consistent efforts. And this isn't about being consistent every single day and never falling off the wagon, in inverted commas, because that's just a fucking made up thing. The wagon isn't something you're on and off. You you, you are either headed in the direction that you're headed for or you're not it's about the trajectory of where you are going as opposed to, well, I've shown up on Instagram once and no one contacted me to say they wanted to work with me. You know, it's like the desperation that comes with trying to control the outcome is what I am asking you to stop focusing on. And instead, I am saying to you, continue to take steps towards the direction that you're headed and the results, that they'll be inevitable. They just will you know this, deep down in your soul, you know this already, it's just when you're not seeing the results as quickly as you'd like, that is when you give up, and when we give up in that sense, when we give up in that way where we can, we can sort of see that we've expended some sort of effort, we then tell ourselves a story that it was wasted, and I, I get so sad when I see people do this, because nothing is wasted, you think about all the experiences that you've had in your life and business and how they have helped you become who you are and give what you give to the world that only you can give to the world today. All of the failures, all of the rejections, everything that you've experienced in your life and in business to this point has helped you to be who you are today. Nothing is wasted. And so when people come to me and they say, well, what if I put the effort in and nothing comes of it? Will I be wasting that? No, you will have learned the desperation that comes with attaching a required result to the conditions upon how hard you try, that is where we fuck ourselves over. And that leads me nicely onto my last point, which is the final point of this podcast episode and the third way that I really see us fucking ourselves over when it comes to making it hard to make progress. And that is waiting for others to cheer us on expecting an applause, expecting, I, I remember at the beginning of my business, I, I wanted the applause, I wanted the likes, I wanted the subscribes, I wanted the high fives, I wanted the kudos, I want, I especially wanted people who mean, meant a lot to me and mean a lot to me like family and friends, I especially wanted it off them, but the trouble was, a lot of my family and friends, they either genuinely didn't get it because my ideas were so not normal based on how people normally, in inverted commas, make a living, or they did get it and thought it was completely wanky or not worth what I was saying I wanted to charge. And this is because they, they're my people, they're my family and friends, I love them unconditionally and I know that they love me, but they're not my people in terms of they're not who I'm here to serve. And so what would happen is I would wait for their approval or I would share an idea with them and often I wouldn't get the reaction that I wanted or I wouldn't get the affirmation or the agreement that I wanted and I would only then take action when they said it was a good idea, when they agreed with me that it was going to work. And I wanted... 
I wanted them to tell me it was a good idea. I wanted them to believe in me. I wanted them to promote me and share my stuff and get behind me. And to this day, I still have family and friends who look at my stuff all day long. I can see them on my Instagram and they don't do anything. They don't share it. They don't recommend me to people. And that is so okay. Like I see now, that is so okay. That doesn't mean they don't love me. They love me so much. That doesn't mean they don't believe that I'm doing a great thing out there in the world. It just means, it's not, it's like I don't go into their work and be like, hey, you should promote Joe Blogs because they're fucking brilliant. They're <laughs> not gonna do that for me either because that's not our relationship. But back then, what I'm saying to you is back then it wasn't okay. Back then, I meant it means something. I meant it mean that, because they're not cheering me on, it must be shit, or I meant it mean that, oh, well, because they don't believe in me, or they don't believe in my ideas, then I must, I must wait, I must wait to gain approval of someone somewhere, because someone needs to tell me this is good, no, (laughs) no, if you can hear yourself in me, in previous me, right now, please really take stock, let me give you another example, on my laptop right now, have any of you heard of that um, system protection antivirus software stuff that comes with your laptop called McAfee? McAfee keeps fucking popping up. And at some point, um, I'll, I'll likely renew my subscription to it. If any of you think that's a shit idea, by the way, will you let me know because I don't want to waste my money. <laughs> but begrudgingly, I probably will just renew it because of course I want antivirus software. And I don't want to not renew that. Anyway, this is not an, this is not a podcast about antivirus software. This is about the example that I'm trying to give you. Because I'll probably repurchase it because I know it serves a purpose. But every time it pops up, I'm always in the middle of something. And I'm like, that's so annoying. Get off my screen. Does McAfee get all offended when I ignore this pop-up and don't buy it? Does it fuck? All it does is just pops up again the next time, because it knows that it inherently has value, and that's the reason why it's telling me you should purchase me, because I'm going to look after you, and it's the same, like, please, if you are someone who feels like they need other people's praise, applause, likes, comments, subscribes, please check yourself, check where your energy and intention is coming from, because I now don't put anything out there into the world for it to validate me, I validate my own content, and then I put it out there into the world, because I know that it serves people, and no, my intention isn't that it serves all people, my intention is only that it serves the people that it's meant to serve, and they exist, and they're out there, so I need to get this to them, because one by one, people will listen to my podcast, people will engage in my posts, people, and they will say, shit, this is really useful for me, and they'll get value from that free stuff, and then maybe one day, they'll go, I've got so much value from that, I need to work with Nikki in some way, and that's where the energetic exchange comes from, but please know this, my content is never produced so that I can look at it and go, how many people like that, how many people subscribed, how much can my content validate me? It does not come from that space. And I I am urging you, even if you're not someone who creates content, even if you're, let's say you're in a corporate job, please make the energy that you are doing your stuff, whatever that stuff is, please make the energy and the space and the intention that that comes from 
come from a place of validating yourself first and doing what you do knowing that it is inherently valuable and not waiting to be validated by others first. It is so important. When we when we place our value on likes and affirmations from those around us and being validated by others, you are going to be living in a world that is such a roller coaster because A, you already know you can't please all the people all the time. B, not every idea and thing you do is going to be as successful as you wanted it to be. Not every idea that you put out into the world is going to please people. And so if you're someone who is only carrying on towards the things that are meaningful to you when other people validate you through whatever means please know that you are making it so hard for yourself at the same time so you're making it hard for yourself in the way of you probably feel like shit you probably feel on top of the world when they say that you're good but when they don't say that you're good you probably feel like shit so that's that's like way number one and then secondly it is probably going to make you stop start stop start stop start all or nothing Because one minute you're going to be on fire and the next minute you're going to be like, oh, no one's applauding me. This must be shit. I must be shit. And we make it mean something about us. So don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Do the inner work. Coach yourself so that you validate your own stuff first and then their like and their nod of approval it's just a bonus it's just like yay I know that this is good and I know that I am adding value to them too so that's what I've got for you today those three things and I hope that if you can see yourself in those three things that you seriously take a moment following this podcast to think about what you're going to do more less or differently to implement your learning it's all very well and good like being like, okay, so that's amazing. I've just recognized myself in that. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And my God, if one of the things that you are going to do is come and work with me, please, please, before the 26th of January, check out Do The Thing. Go to my website, go to the um, link in the show notes. It's www.tlb. What is it? www.tlb.org.uk forward slash do the thing. That's what it is. Please consider joining us before the 26th of January. I think you've got till the 24th, if I'm right in thinking, yes, you have to join up. Um, Other than that, I'm just going to keep coming back to you every single week and keep providing content that I think is absolutely fucking brilliant. Because in my opinion, if I'd have had someone saying all of these things to me 10 years ago, I'd have made progress a hell of a lot quicker. So with that, anyway, have an intentional day. Please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.